Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer uh, in Las Vegas. The Oilers arriving last night around 1, 1 o'clock in the morning. Back-to-backers coming up. Huge one for Edmonton. Two really good teams. And Arizona's a good team. We know Vegas, probably on paper, appears to be the best team in the Pacific Division. But Vancouver uh, had a big win last night in Nashville. Five power play goals. I know they've kind of hit the skids lately. The Flames... Can't score right now. Got shut out last night, 5 nothing. Edmonton, a uh, poor performance in, La- in Los Angeles last night. They'll look to get a turnaround tomorrow night against Vegas, Sunday in Arizona. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris Steakhouse, a great place for a Christmas party. That's all I'm going to suggest. They can hook you up. So we'll wait and see on that front. We're just uh, negotiating contact at this time with uh, Elliot Friedman. I posed the question on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. This, of course, is the anniversary of the John F. Kennedy assassination, which remains uh, one of the most talked about topics of all time. And uh, I mentioned that I'd gone to the Book Depository uh, Museum back in 2001, and I thought, man, Oswald must have been able to, must have been a heck of a shot marksman. Uh, another texter has just said, and Bob, I too visited the Book Depository Museum a few years ago. I'd agree, he would have had to have been a hell of a shooter. It's also weird that there's large X's on the road showing uh, where the bullets hit. There you go. Uh, and several of you are now... Uh, <laughs> Here we go, Bob. 100% the CIA killed Kennedy, President Bush, and his son. Come on, Bob. One has to be blind uh, not to know uh, this uh, that the blind are brainwashed easily by the media. The more important question is what happens to the left side of the defense in the offseason. Clef Bomb, Nurse, Jones, Samarukov, Broberg, Lagason, and that's not even counting Russell. Something's got to give. Well, I don't see Clef Bomb going anywhere. He's got a great contract. And Darnell Nurse, uh, we'll see where the contract goes with him. Uh, Samarukov is not near ready yet. He probably needs two full years in the minors. Broberg, this year in Sweden, a full year in the minors next year. Lagason, for me, is a 6 7. Uh, Jones is going to play. Play. He had a tough night last night, and Russell's got another year left in the deal. The Oilers have some depth on defense. There's no question uh, about that. Uh, have you got hold of uh, Elliot for me uh, yet, Brendan? Or oh, still working on it? No, hang on. Uh, give me two more minutes here, Bob. Okay. Uh, out of Sandy Beach, uh, Bob, between the Cubans, the Russians, and then his brother launching war as an attorney general against the same mafia that bashed heads to get him elected, Lee Harvey Oswald was just a patsy. Uh, 
The term conspiracy theory theorist was invented by the CIA and the FBI to discredit anybody who questioned the stories they put out. If anyone believes, they say uh, they might want to look at uh, the things they did in uh, South America and Nicaragua. Back in the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, uh, Nicaragua, that was the Samosa family, if I recall correctly. So we're having a political conversation on orders. Now we've got to get this thing steered back on the rails here. Uh, you good? You good there, Brendan? Or Absolutely. Elliot's waiting for you. All right, Elliot, it's the, uh, it's the anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. Do you think there might be something to a conspiracy theory, or do you buy uh, the single-shooter philosophy? Oh, I... I believe that there was a conspiracy. I don't think anybody could really doubt that. I have to tell you, Bob, first of all, I'm sorry I'm a bit delayed. I've got, I've got a new phone. It's kind of all bungled up right now. But I, okay. if, I, if I would have bet whatever you would have been talking about, the Samosas would not have been on the top of the list, i got to tell you. Well, you know, we were in school once, Elliot. <laughs> we studied things. <laughs> yes. Actually, they're believe it or not. Well, did you work campus radio in uh, in Western at Western CHRW? Yes, for a year. Yep. They they had a national Canadian campus radio initiative to support this protest group in uh, in Central America, and then these guys went a little far in terms of how they dealt with things. <laughs> and they had to. It was it was a pretty interesting story. One day we'll have to maybe on a summer show we'll get you on when we got you for a longer time. So okay. much to get to. Uh, let's get right to it. Twelve thirty eight at Edmonton. Elliot Friedman's appearances are brought to you weekly by the River Creek Resort and Casino. And we will tell you that Elliot is our. Well, we got Kelly McCrimmon coming up, so we'll make him the headliner for today's show okay, for I, touchback I, I, safety. I won't have a problem with that. That's okay. He's. He's in a. It's an interesting transition. Obviously, Vegas saw the writing on the wall that uh, you know Kelly was going to be in the mix for the Edmonton job before people thought that maybe Ken Holland might be available. Uh, but there, that, that's a on paper from the from your perspective. When you look at the Pacific Division, do you think Vegas has got the best team on paper? I thought so. I did at the beginning of the year. There's no question about that. Um, you know they're. The one I know that they're concerned about the mobility and puck moving ability of their defense. I know that's a particular issue there. Um, you know, I, I you know I think their goaltending has generally been pretty good when Flurry's playing. I know Subban's been a bit up and down, but um, you know I they moved Stasny down to a third line. I thought that was interesting, but. You know, I was wondering if Stasny would have a problem with that, but he saw his close friend Alex Steen win a Stanley Cup as a fourth liner last year in St. Louis. So I think he'll be accepting of the role. But uh, I think they're a team that's looking to become a little bit quicker, especially on the blue line. And that's what, if, if they address anything, that's what I think it's going to be. All right, switching focus. The Calgary Flames, what have they lost five or six in a row now? Um, they got some shots last night in St. Louis, but got beat 5 nothing. Uh Cam Talbot, great guy. Uh, mm -hmm. Gave him one real good start in Anaheim, but he's struggled a bit to sort of reclaim his game. This team can't score Jankowski. Does he even have a point yet this season? The guy's got like 31 goals over the last two years. Yep. Is something is something bigger going to fall there, Elliot? Well, I, I think the thing is that one of the things I think the Flames realize is that if you look at this league right now with so many teams so close to the cap, 
Buffalo has been trying to move a defenseman for a while. They're having all sorts of trouble, and they don't like what the market is. Um, Toronto was looking at doing some stuff around in and around the coaching change. I heard they didn't like what the options were out there. You know, Vancouver, as you know, they've been trying to move a forward for a while now. They didn't like the options out there. Like, all these teams that are trying to make moves, you know, it's like when you're struggling and everybody's so tight to the cap, you don't have a lot of leverage. And the other general managers are trying to rob you. And I think Calgary is trying to do something. I think they're looking at a right winger. Um, they're trying to get some more help on that right side up front. I think they'd like to become a little bit quicker if they can. But, you know, Jankowski's value is low. Um, you know, Shillington's a guy they've had out there. He might have some interest in a few places. Nobody's bid on for leak. I mean, there's not a lot there. And I don't think they want to do... Like, I know there's a lot of rumors about Goudreau right now. I don't think that's what they want to do. I think that if they're ever going to do something like that, they're going to take their time. They're going to set a market. They're not going to do it when they're struggling. So I think the answer is yes, Bob. They're really trying to do something. I'm just not sure if they're going to be able to. Is Bill Peters in trouble, Elliot? I don't think so. I don't. I think that's a last resort. Um, you know, they had a couple of their players there. They chased under Hartley. They made the coaching change. Um, I know the I, I know the organization felt they took advantage of Gullitson, who's a bitty, a brilliant, a good guy, as you guys know in Edmonton. And I just think they feel that they've made enough coaching changes, and you can't let the players have this many in a row. Now, look, we saw in Toronto they they decided to make they they, they thought about it. They didn't do it. They thought about it. They didn't do it. The players saw what was going on. Um, ultimately, they made the change finally because they felt they the season was going to go completely off the rails. So I look at it this way, Bob. I don't think it's what they want to do. But if they worry about their season going off the rails, they probably have to at least consider it. In the case of Toronto... Okay, because I, yep. you know, I I met Mike when he was coaching Red Deer College. Obviously, a different guy back then, even when he was with the Spokane Chiefs. But always a confident guy. Um, four years, well, I guess technically five, got into fifth year. A year to the date that uh, Todd McClellan was let go in Edmonton, my wife's mm -hmm. birthday. And by the way, I should mention Elliot. I I thought. November 20th was actually November 19th. So you can imagine the position I'm in right now. Uh, but uh, beg for with all. Bob, there's nothing else you can do. Beg for forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. Beg for forgiveness. Was it. Was it. How. You know, I got the sense that there were a lot of media happy Bangkok got fired too, frankly, in Toronto. It was a little disappointing to me. Am I, no, am I out you know, to lunch you know there? What? I got to tell you, I, I you know. I don't know about that. I know I know. there's media in the city who have a good relationship with him. I had a pretty good relationship with him. You know, I always had a good relationship with him, and then I knew that uh, when he got to Toronto, that was going to change. And, you know, he, I know he didn't like some of the things I wrote and said, and that's fine. Like, you know, this is it's a tough business. Um, 
You know, I think definitely online, I think he was the, the, the fan's choice to go. They didn't like his coaching. I mean, you know, you watched them last night. They looked like a very different team, both emotionally in terms of the way they played. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I think that he's the guy who was taking all the blame right now. And I think he was a little bit exhausted of that. You know, like he knew this was coming, Bob. He knew this was yeah. coming. But, you know, I, I think that he'll take his time and I think he'll look at what worked and what didn't. And I think he'll be back somewhere else. But, you know, I mean, there's no question at this time he was at least online and in terms of a lot of the fan view, he was the reason. And whether it's right or wrong, he took a lot of the heat. And if it doesn't work, Bob, the heat's going in other directions. There's no question about that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, obviously, I had our game last night. I didn't get a chance to see the Leafs play. Did they look different, Elliot? Oh, yeah, they looked a lot different. Um, they held the puck a lot longer. You know, Todd Warner, who I did the regional game with last night, he has a really good eye. You know, there were several times, I think three or four of them at least, that in, when they were making line changes, they regrouped, they went backwards. One guy kept the puck and then waited for everyone to change, got it, and then got off the ice. That was a very different look. I mean, the, they didn't have a single power play, so we didn't see Barry on the power play. But he's not going to play in the same spot he played in Colorado, but he definitely unleashed them, and, and Barry scored. They were more aggressive. Um, you know, they, they didn't do it as much yesterday as, as um, they're going to, but Keith in the American Hockey League has a real reputation for using the weak side. Under Babcock, they were a straight-ahead team. He'll go side-to-side side at times. But the other thing is there was definitely a big change defensively. Like, they packed it in tight at times. They, you know, used a triangle in front of their net at times. And at times, if the defenseman went after the puck in the corner, it would be Nylander or Matthews, who was the low man. So we saw some different looks, but he's only had one. He only had the one morning skate. Like, today is his first full practice. I'm sure we're going to see differences. But the biggest difference was you could see the players in Babcock, it was time. The players weren't buying what the coach is selling. The coach knew it, and that was the end of that. From NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, Elliot Friedman, Bob Stoffer with you. Elliot's appearance is brought to you each week by River Cree Resort and Casino. Elliot, we've talked a lot about Taylor Hall. I want to talk about another guy, frankly, that probably would be even a better fit for the Oilers. With all due respect to Taylor. I don't think they're going to get him, but he'd be a better fit. And that's Jean okay. Gabriel Pajot. Uh, yeah. Is this a guy that, that Pierre Dorian has to get signed? Well, I think they're going to try. I don't think there's any doubt they're going to try. They're going to try to keep it a lot quieter. Last year was a circus. This year, they're they're definitely trying to make sure that doesn't happen. They're doing. They're really trying to keep it quiet. I, I expect that the Sanders will take a run at him. You know. He played it well again. He scored on Wednesday night against uh, Montreal. I think it's probably similar to what you're dealing with right now in Edmonton, Bob, with Zach Cassian. He's a guy who you've, uh, you, you've expected a lot of and other teams have expected a lot of. He's hot right now, but he needs a new contract. And I think Edmonton's trying to figure out exactly what he's worth. And I think Ottawa, you know, Peugeot has, has played very well before. He's struggled at other times. He's had some injury problems, and he's getting high just as he's about to be a UFA. So 
so the battle becomes what's he exactly worth and i think your your team and their team are kind of sitting there right now and saying okay uh what's it going to be here exactly we have to figure this out yeah, I can tell you right now that if we uh, pulled our listeners and got them to text us 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and said, Zach Cassian, you know, would you do three years at three-something million a year? It would be unanimous in support. He is a very popular player in Edmonton's market. That probably wouldn't surprise you. I love Pajot. You know that. I've always thought, always thought he's an excellent player. Yeah, and but the thing is, like, in – you know, Zach Cassian is what a lot of teams want, a big, strong winger who will compete when he's at his peak. And everybody wants that. And, can and, he, Peugeot, can skate. and he can skate. And Peugeot is the same thing, a center who plays bigger above his size, and he's, he's gritty and he can score. Everybody wants that. The thing is, you're, you're always worried, is this really what they are? because they haven't been this so far. They've shown they could be, but not for any real length of time. So those are the kinds of decisions that teams really agonize over is what's the number. And I think in both cases, the Oilers and the Sanders are sitting there and saying, boy, it's a tough to figure out exactly what the right number is. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, 44 points each. Uh, scoring is up this year, why? Why is scoring up? I I think scoring is up because I just think that right now this league is is doing everything it can to promote offense. You know, the other thing, too, is those guys are are unbelievable players. Like, you know, like you you could put them in vats of mud and ask them to skate in it and they could score. Like, that's how good they are. You know, the save percentage this year, Bob, I checked this week, it was 908. That would be the lowest in 11 years. The first time below 9:10 since 08-09, I think it is. So, you know, we're in an age where, you know, this is a league that is trying to do everything it can to bring in more scoring. It's slimmed down the goaltenders. It's, you know, this is where the league wants to go. And I think that, and also, too, you know, more teams now don't believe in starting their goaltenders in back-to-backs. So you would right. expect there would be a drop-off between the number one guy and the number two guy. And that's probably another reason as much as anything that we're seeing more goals. I'd be curious to see if the whole back-to-back phenomenon played into this. Uh, no question about that. All right, one final one for you. Total curveball. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking in the Grey Cup? Ooh, uh First of all, let me just say, I love covering both O'Shea and Steinauer as players, like two really good guys. Um, oh, boy. I, what's the point spread? I don't even know. Brandon, we'll get Brendan to look it up. I'm taking that, like, just straight up, I'm taking the Cats. I, how, how do you not take you the are, eh? Cats to win the Grey Cup? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so let's do let's do a wager. What's the wager? I'll take the Bombers. Somebody tell me what the okay, spread well, is. Well, if it's straight up, if it's straight up, that's all wager. The Ty Cats are three and a half point favorites, guys. Oh, so give me give me the points, you big talker. Come on, like what's wrong with you? Have some cojones. We'll, we'll, we'll do the Jimmy the we'll do the Jimmy the Greek Snyder version. Remember when he couldn't give the actual line on the game back in the back in the seventies? So no, no, say, don't be so chicken. You said you like the Tiger Cats. Give me the points. I'll, I'll take, take the points. I'll take the Tiger Cats by four. There you go. No, no, three and a half. 
half. If the line's three and a half, you you know, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I don't think you need to give me the extra half point. So what's the wager? Right, well, like, what are what are what are you putting on the line here? Do you have official? Like, I'll wear a, West, I'll wear a western. I'll wear a western Ontario tie on one of our panels, and you have oh, to wear a U of A tie. Yeah, you got a deal. I got I'll a deal. You, I'll, I'll, if 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 uh, Hamilton beats the spread, I'll wear a U of A tie one night on Saturday night on the show when the Oilers are playing. Awesome stuff, Elliot. You're a good sport. hundred uh, percent. I'm going to tie one on in about an hour here in Vegas. But thanks for your time, Elliot. Oh, I'm so jealous. Have a great time, Bob. Take care, bud. You bet. Uh, that is uh, Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers. Kelly McCrimmon, GM of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Still to come. We'll step out. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 1256 in Edmonton to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Victor, text the show. Out of everything to be excited for about the Oilers this season, I'm most excited by the fact that we have Ken Holland. Patient, focused, determined Ken Holland. I don't know what trades or moves he has up his sleeve, but I trust him completely. Watching what the team is doing is just icing on the uh, cake. That one comes to us from Victor. Well, for me... What I noticed with the fans is when Holland was able to execute the Milan-Lucic trade, uh, and, and both guys needed a new start. I think a lot of fans really became fans of Ken Holland at that point. Temperatures are dropping, and it's time to start thinking tropical. Forget about white snow. Start thinking about white sand. How about Porta Vallarta? Jetaway with 630 Chad's Jalen Nye in January. An amazing all-inclusive winter holiday tour that includes seven nights at the five-star beachfront Marvell Armory Resort plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. On sale now for just $21.95. Book your spot today by reaching out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. Three guests in the second hour of the show starting off with Vegas Golden Knights General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.